In Hebrews chapter 9, verse 22, we read that almost all things are by the law purged with blood, and without shedding of blood is no remission. I always wonder, the Jews today who say that the Messiah has not come, and they deny Jesus Christ. What do they have as a sacrifice for their sins? In the Old Testament, they sacrificed animals by the instruction of God. It was a temporary plan to appease God for their sins. So they sacrificed animals. We can read that in the book of Leviticus, if you want to do it. But in the New Testament, it's not that way. We no longer sacrifice animals. We, by faith, believe in the sacrificed blood of Jesus as the payment for our sins. But what do those Jews do that don't accept Jesus and that do not sacrifice any blood of animals. What is the sacrifice? For it is a sacrifice by blood, which is acceptable in God's sight. But it's over on the blood of animals. That's done and gone away with. I will say, thank God I didn't have to be there. We'll read a sample of the book of Leviticus in the case any of you want to return to the Old Testament laws. I'm not reading the whole book of Leviticus. I think the last time I read the whole book of Leviticus, I said to God, I'm not reading this anymore. But this is a sample of what it was like in the days of the people like Moses and the Old Testament. Leviticus chapter 1, verse 1. And the Lord called unto Moses and spake unto him out of the tabernacle of the congregation, saying, Speak to the children of Israel and say unto them, If any man of you bring an offering unto the Lord, ye shall bring your offering of the cattle, even of the herd and of the flock, And if his offering be a burnt sacrifice of the herd, let him offer a male without blemish. He shall offer it of his own voluntary will at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation before the Lord. And he shall put his hand upon the head of the burnt offering, and it shall be acceptable for him to make an atonement for him. Verse 5, and he shall kill the bullock before the Lord and the priest, Aaron's sons, shall bring the blood and sprinkle the blood around about the altar that is by the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. Basically, we don't have an altar anymore because we don't do blood sacrifices. We don't do 
burnt animals and have ashes. Our altar is invisible. It's Jesus Christ. Verse 6, And he shall flay the burnt offering and cut it into pieces. And the sons of Aaron the priest shall put fire upon the altar and lay the wood in order upon the fire. And the priest Aaron's sons shall lay the parts, the head and the fat, in order upon the wood that is on the fire, which is upon the altar. But his inwards and his legs he shall wash in water, and the priest shall burn all on the altar to be a burnt sacrifice, an offering made by fire of a sweet savor unto the Lord. If his offering be a sheep, or one of the goats, for the burnt sacrifice, he shall bring it a male without blemish. Now, you are probably immediately connecting that Jesus Christ was a sacrifice without blemish. He was without sin because he was born of the Holy Ghost to a virgin. Everyone else was born into sin by natural parents. Jesus did not have a natural father. He was a child of the Holy Ghost. Matthew chapter 1, chapter 2. So if you want to read Leviticus, that is a book telling about the various sacrifices for various sins and the law of the Old Testament for sins. In the New Testament, the blood of Jesus was sacrificed once for all. But now if you sin willfully after the knowledge of the truth, you're in trouble. Hebrews chapter 10. In verse 25, we're told, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. Now, that doesn't mean we go to the apostate churches where they've cast aside Scripture. We assemble with other believers who believe in the New Testament Bible and try to follow the instructions of the New Testament Bible by the Spirit of God. Verse 26, For if we sin willfully, after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful looking of for judgment and fiery indignation, which shall devour the adversaries, the adversaries of the word of God. He that despised Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses. 
verse 29, of how much sore punishment. Suppose ye shall he be thought worthy, who hath trodden underfoot the Son of God, and hath counted the blood of the covenant, wherewith he was sanctified, an unholy thing, and hath done despot unto the Spirit of grace. If you have been a drunkard, and you have been forgiven and born again, and you continue as a drunkard, there's no more sacrifice for sins after that. If you have been an adulteress, what did Jesus say to the woman taken in adultery? He didn't condemn her, but he said to her, Go and sin no more. John chapter 8. You can't continue as a prostitute. You can't continue as an adulteress. After you are convicted that it is a sin against God and you repent, you can't go back to that sin. For there's no more sacrifice for sin. For Jesus would have to be crucified over and over and over if you did that. Verse 30, For we know him that hath said, Vengeance belongeth unto me, I will recompense, saith the Lord. And again, the Lord shall judge his people. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Second Peter chapter 2, let's look at that for a moment. Verse 15, there are some which have forsaken the right way and are gone astray following the way of Balaam, the son of Bosor, who loved the wages of unrighteousness. There are people who love their relatives so much that they become delusional thinking that relative is okay when he's not. They follow the way of Balaam, who hoped to get reward from the king, and to do that he'd have to curse the children of Israel, and God told him not to do that. Well, that's the same as casting aside a scripture in order to accept your relative and to think well of your relative, and in your own vain imagination, even thinking that that relative is born again when he isn't. Delusional, that's delusion. You're willing to cast aside a scripture for your relative. That destroys you, and your relative won't be saved anyway that way. It's when we agree with the Word of God and hold on to that belief in the New Testament Bible, the Word of God, we are saved. And I've found others around us become saved when we hold fast to the Word of God and speak that truth to them. I've had lots of people that I've spoken truth to 
many people leave, but I've also had examples of people who were born again as a result of the truth, which I spoke to them. My mother was an example of that. My uncle was an example of that. My father was also born again before he died. Verse 20. For if they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and they are again entangled therein and overcome, the latter end is worse with them than the beginning. For it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness then after they have known it, to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. But it has happened unto them according to the true proverb, The dog is returned to his own vomit again, and the sow that was washed to her wallowing in the mire. Hebrews chapter 6 For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the world to come if they shall fall away to renew them again unto repentance seeing they crucify to themselves the Son of God afresh, and put him to an open shame. For the earth which drinketh in the rain that cometh oft upon it, and bringeth forth herbs meet for them by whom it is dressed, receiveth blessings from God. But that which beareth thorns and briars is rejected and is nigh unto cursing, whose end is to be burned. We don't bear thorns and briars when we talk to people, do we? Don't we speak truth from the word of God to give them an opportunity to be saved? Certainly they may be punctured by the words we speak from the Bible. But there's salvation. But to go around and speak doctrine that is not Bible and that's anti-Bible is anti-Christ. And it's a thorn and a briar and is nigh unto cursing whose end is to be burned. Speak truth. There are many times I don't want to speak truth. But God just doesn't let me present hypocrisy, play-acting, as if you think that's the truth. And especially if it's contrary to Scripture. You must hold to that Scripture. It's a warning. These times we live in are extremely dangerous. Do you not see the insanity that's going on in the world today? Certainly God can turn you over 
to a reprobate mind, a mind without his judgment, a mind lacking understanding. So cling to the scriptures, cling to the truth. Above all, thank you for allowing me to speak with you today. The end of the podcast today will be playing Beethoven's Symphony Number no. 6, Pastoral. Minnesota Orchestra, recorded in 2007. Thank you.
Thank you.